In a stadium rich with tradition. We have that here, and it reeks. And when you come in, teams take the field, they can feel it. The lights shine the brightest. Definitely playing at Camp Randall is one of the best places to play in college football. This is the Camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, and the Athletics' Jesse Temple on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Yes, welcome in to the Camp here on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm Zach Heilprin. No Jesse Temple, uh, as uh, obviously there's no spring football to talk about. Spring ball was supposed to get started on Sunday. It did not, for obvious reasons, with the coronavirus uh, canceling the sports world throughout, maybe except for a little bit of uh, NFL free agency news and that type of thing. But I did want to come on, and uh, I did want to put together a show just to maybe give you a little bit of a distraction for what's uh, going on right now. And got coming up uh, a conversation with Chris Orr, a former Wisconsin linebacker who's obviously being impacted by the coronavirus, but uh, talk with him about that and a little bit uh, about his career at Wisconsin and uh, a little bit of life things as well. And then I also wanted to bring back a conversation between Matt Bernstein and Jeff Mack from our first ever episode that we did in the fall of 2017. It uh, they, they talk about fall camp. It's about 20 minutes, and it's just a bunch of great stories them talking about fall camp. They're hilarious, and I know not everyone probably heard that first episode. Uh, we have quite a few more listeners now than we did uh, back then, so in case you did miss it, uh, I've included that here as well. But I wanted to start today talking about what... Uh, Wisconsin is missing by not having spring practice and uh, what you know questions are not going to be answered or potential uh, battles that are not going to be answered because of that and you know again I guess I'll preface this by saying we don't actually know how long this is going to last and whether college football is in danger of you know whether it's starting on time or you know being pushed back whatever it is we don't necessarily know how it's going to play out uh, Governor Tony Evers uh, put a safer at home order out there on uh, on Monday to to tell folks to stay home uh, outside of essential personnel, and so things are changing on a hour to hour basis. Usually, not very good. Obviously, the NBA and Major League Baseball not playing right now. NHL not playing right now. Don't know when any of that's going to come back. Is it is it possible that we won't just lose spring ball? That we could also lose uh, fall camp, potentially some of the season in college football. We don't know. That's going to be something that's going to obviously play out here in the next. Uh, few months but i'm going to uh treat it as if we are going to have football in the fall and all that we're missing here is spring football we'll, we'll see how that how that plays out but uh everything i'm gonna say today is based on the idea that there will be football this fall including fall camp starting in early august so we'll start there and uh obviously the question that i think a lot of people you know were thinking about in spring ball was was graham mertz and what would graham mertz look like in his second year of spring ball and and whether he would be able to push jack Cohn for the starting job look jack Cohn toward the end of last season really started playing at a high level and we know that he was playing injured he was playing with a banged up ankle and playing with a uh a banged up shoulder and some of the things that he was fighting through the entire year. I mean, there were times where he was not practicing during the during the week, uh, and and Graham Mertz was taking reps and was potentially getting ready to play, especially you know after the Michigan game and and the week of the Iowa game. Like there were things that Jack wasn't able to do, and so Graham was was getting ready. And yet, you know, toward the end of the season, Jack played pretty well. wasn't great. In, well, obviously, it was not great. Great in the Rose Bowl, but offensively they weren't very good in the Rose Bowl. To, you know, in, in general, just the all the turnovers, it just was an absolute crap show. But I, I still was of the opinion that I thought Graham Mertz would have a chance to battle for the starting job, despite what Jack did last year. I, I definitely thought that that was the case in the spring, and those fifteen practices, not having those spring practices, 
I think has changed my mind now. Uh, because even if going into going into fall camp, I don't think that there's going to be enough time to have a quarterback battle. Uh, we've we've talked about it with them last year, where you give all the reps you possibly can in spring ball. You give them give everybody a ton of reps, and at some point you have to cut it down. And fall camp is when you have to start cutting it down. Like maybe you can go a week, but without having spring ball, where you install a lot of the offense and not having potentially not having summer workouts, you're not going to have that opportunity to. You're going to be installing stuff throughout the entire first couple of weeks of fall camp, and uh, you need to. I, I think you need to probably lock in who your guy is going to be. I think there's going to be a lot less opportunity for. A guy like Graham Mertz to battle and, and, and jump over Jack Cohn. Now, is that to say Graham's, Graham's not going to play this year at all? No, I'm not saying that, but I think whereas once I believed that he would be the guy come you know the Indiana game to open the year, I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think Jack Cohn will be your starter, and we'll see how that plays out. Maybe they use two quarterbacks at some point in the year, but again, I towards the end of last year, Jack was playing great. But I also have heard very glowing remarks of what Graham Mertz was doing in practice, and you know it's going to be. It's uh, it's going to be tough to keep him off the field. So I think that's probably the most the spot that's most impacted by it. Running back though is the other spot. You lose Jonathan Taylor, who had the most productive three years of a running back in history in college football history, and he's gone. And what you bring back is you know some unknowns. Obviously, Garrett Groshek as a senior, as a guy who's going to be a third down back, he's you know he's there. But you need who's your bell cow going to be? Who's your going to who's your guy that's going to carry it 20, 25 times? I don't think. Uh, I don't think that they were. I, I probably shouldn't even say Belkow because I don't think they were going to do that. I, I still don't think they're going to do that. Like Nikia Watson's not all of a sudden going to take on the same amount of carries as Jonathan Taylor did. Um, they're going to have different guys uh, battle in there. But it would have been interesting to see Nikia Watson and Isaac Garendo, who uh, had some significant praise from um, running backs coach John Settle during the Rose Bowl. Said that he is just as fast, just as quick, just as talented as Jonathan Taylor. In terms of you know physically, and so you want to see that right. And then there's the the guy that you know the four star running back Julius Davis, uh, who missed much of last year because of uh, injuries that were actually carried over from from high school. And so you didn't have he didn't have that opportunity to take part in you know fall camp and missed pretty much all of summer workouts as well. And so he was healthy and, and raring to go there in, in in spring ball and. Now you don't get those chances, and so again, it's all going to be a condensed down, and it leads to me. It leads me to thinking that Nikia Watson is going to end up being the guy to go to at least early in that early in in the season. Like, because while I am operating under the idea that there is going to be football this fall, I'm not nearly as confident there's going to be summer workouts where guys are going to be able to be on campus and uh, take part and do all that type of stuff. At least initially, uh, usually when they're showing up. In the middle of June to start workouts, mid to early, you know, early to mid June to start workouts. You're all on campus. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, so, the condensed time is going to impact a lot of these battles. Uh, you could say the same thing at tight end, uh, where Hayden Rucci and Clay Cundiff had spent so much time on uh, the scout team last year that this spring would have been huge for them because Jake Ferguson, you know, he's he's your established guy, the junior. He's the established player there. But you had nobody else. You know, you you don't have Luke Benshaw coming back. He's he's retiring, obviously. And you know, Cormac Sampson heading back to uh, offensive tackle after being moved to tight end last year. And so it was. It's Jake Ferguson and Hayden Rucci and Clay Cundiff and you know Jack Essenbach and, and that type. Those are the names there right now. And Hayden Rucci and Clay Cundiff are the guys that you wanted to see this spring and see them in Wisconsin's offense. 
I remember talking to Graham Mertz at the Rose Bowl, and he said he could not wait for people to see those guys on the field. Good friends with those with both those guys. Can't, couldn't wait to see them on the field and, and showing what they got. And, and I know that Mickey Turner was kind of interested to see that as well, and now you're not going to see them. And, and uh, so obviously, same thing for Cam Large, who I- enrolled early. There's a bunch of guys enro- that enrolled early that all of a sudden, there's not a huge advantage for them anymore because they don't they get to go through winter workouts, but they did not get to go through spring ball and and, and likely summer workouts. And so there's there's some guys there that could have could have benefited significantly from the spring. I mean, then and then at outside linebacker, you know, where you you lose obviously Zach Bond and you lose Tyler Johnson. Uh, you bring back Noah Burks, who played uh, a lot of football last year. But then it, who's Zach Bond this year? Like who's who's the guy that's going to jump up and, and make that big move and not necessarily double-digit sacks and be an all-Big Ten player like that, but you need somebody to to step up. And was it going to be Jalen Franklin? Was it going to be Spencer Lido? Was it going to be Isaiah Green-May? Could it have even been Nick Herbig you know, coming in uh, early, four-star recruit out of Hawaii? Could he have been able to help them out? All these questions you don't have answers to now because you don't have spring ball. And um, in terms of incoming guys, the true freshmen that are going to be coming in that would normally be coming in in the summer – Will they be able to get here? Will a Jalen Berger be able to get here and potentially have an impact in the fall? Well, I mean, if they don't have some workouts and if they're not allowed on campus and they're going to be, you know, still not having these guys in the locker room and being a part of a team, well, that would certainly knock down the optimism level of him being able to make an impact right away. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was special. Jonathan Taylor was also fifth on the depth chart two weeks into fall camp. It took an injury to Taiwan Deal to push him up and get him an opportunity, and all of a sudden he was able to to break out. But without the summer workouts, without the ability to start learning the playbook and knowing some of the stuff that you need to know, and, and Jonathan Taylor was special in that respect. He he was more advanced in um, than than a lot of college running backs are coming in. Usually, especially at Wisconsin, like you can't. Ju- there's there's been a it's been rare where it's been a guy that's just jumped out and had a huge huge true freshman season. Usually. If it's a freshman, it's a guy that's a redshirt freshman. You can you can point to obviously James White. You can point to Jonathan Taylor, and that's about it for the last fifteen years. I mean, obviously Ron Dane in 1996, but for the most part, you don't have true freshmen coming in and making huge, huge impacts. It's usually guys that are either redshirt freshmen or sophomores, and um, that are making that big jump. And right now, you know, you would hope. You were, you were expecting perhaps John Berger would be able to contribute one way or the other, but if summer workouts don't happen and he's not able to get on campus until July or, or early August, that's going to make it very difficult for uh, a lot of these guys. Um, again, still expecting football to be played. Well, I'm not sure what it's exactly going to look like, but I know that spring ball and those 15 practices that they don't have has impacted this team. And Wisconsin's obviously not alone. Most teams did not get spring football in, and you know I think that there's a – I guess there's a possibility that you could potentially hold it later on. I know the SEC is still holding out hope that they can do that. And um, if that's the case, I guess they would have an advantage. But I'd be shocked, based on what's happened here these last few weeks, that Wisconsin would be taking part in in spring ball, or you know, Wisconsin's team would even be on campus for the next you know month or you know in the next couple of months. Like that's just it. It seems unlikely based on what we've seen, based on what everyone is saying. And again, things are changing on a daily basis, an hourly and an hourly basis. But right now, it doesn't seem likely that we'll see the Wisconsin football team on campus, even doing workouts uh, at any point in the near future. So that was just a, a quick overview of what. You know, spring practice, you know, what, what we're missing by not getting spring practice, what the players are missing by not getting spring practice, 
and uh, p- the potential impact it could have come fall camp and, and whether certain position battles will have already been decided because you just don't have enough time to, to have those come fall camp. You, As I said, all that all those reps that you could have gotten spring ball that could have built you up and put you on track to hit the ground running in fall camp and being in position to grab a job, you don't have those anymore. And, um, you know, there's the quarterback spot, the running back spot, the tight end spot, the interior line spots on offense, you know, and the outside linebacker spot on defense. They're all going to be significantly impacted by that. All right, so now we're going to get into uh, some of our interviews here. Uh, we'll start with, with Chris Orr. And uh, talk with him last week about what he's dealing with with the coronavirus, how it's impacting his training, and uh, you know some life things, as I said before, and also some of, some football aspects as well. And, and him kind of you know projecting who may take his spot at inside linebacker. So here is Chris Orr. And we do bring in former Badger Chris Orr now here on the camp. Chris, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Appreciate you taking the time out. Obviously, uh, things are a little weird these days, and certainly for for you as well, getting ready for the NFL draft at the same time as pretty much the entire sports world is shutting down. I'm wondering, uh, obviously, you had your pro day, and so you got that out of the way, and um, now you're just kind of waiting around, waiting for the draft. Can't really visit teams or anything like that. What what does your typical day look like right now? I mean, man, right now it's just, you know, you get up and, you do your own little workout. You know, I text back and forth with my trainer on, you know, what I can do at home or because um, cause I have I have a little weight center at my house, and then I try to go up to my um, junior high school's uh, stadium. They have a track field, like, separated from the school, so it's still open. And I kind of just do, like, a little track workout on there and then do my own little position drills <laughs> and, and call it a day, so... Yeah, you, it's definitely crazy. Are you out there by yourself? You are your your brother's dad? With anybody up there? Is just you? Um, my my brother comes with me. He puts me through the drills just because um, he he can actually put me through some some real live drills that that can help prepare me for the next level. Right. I'm kind of just going through their indie and and what he sees from other people around the league. But yeah, majority of the time it's just me to be honest. How difficult is this for you? I mean, you're getting, you know, you, you fight your five years in college. I actually didn't say that. Go back to high school, put all that time in, put all the time in in college. And, you know, you get your, you did a great job at your pro day. And, and now you have to sit and wait and not be able to go on meetings and that type of stuff. How difficult is it for you right now? Um, It's it's a little difficult, but, you know, not too crazy because at the end of the day, you know, if if you want to do this, you know, all the work is on you. Like, even if you go to a facility and, and you have a workout plan set for you, you know, you still have to put the work in. So it, it kind of just put more of that on your shoulders, which is, you know, not too hard, to be honest. Have you had any talks uh, with, with teams since uh, Pro Day? I mean, it's been a few weeks now, or I guess it's been, really haven't even been that long. Has it been about, about two weeks since Pro Day? Have you had any uh, uh, talks with teams? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, we, we've been talking back and forth with some teams. Um, everybody was impressed with my pro day performance. Um, I thought I did really well. Thought I did uh, better than a lot of people expected, um, which which was uh, good for me. Um, you know, I had some like visits and workouts scheduled, but you know, it kind of <laughs> fell through now. So, you know, honestly, it's just about getting in shape and and being ready for OTAs and rookie minicamp when all that comes around. Are you expecting to actually have that take place? I mean, it looks like, obviously, I mean, we don't know, obviously. No one knows right. how long this is going to take to, to play out. But are you expecting to have that opportunity, a rookie minicamp, OTAs, or is this going to be something that, you know, teams are saying may not be com- coming into our facility until June, if not later? 
Um, no, no, I'm, I'm still expecting it um, because it's you know the draft is at the end of April, right? And, and all that stuff happens in May, and, and you know by then, you know I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm looking forward to you know everything being better then, you know everybody being safer and, and we're all healthier then, so so we can get back to uh, work. Yeah, I wanted to get back to uh, a little bit of your career at Wisconsin, and uh, I've always had that. I was I was at the Iowa game, I was on the field. And okay. the, the the goal line stand. I was standing at, right on the goal line, and oh. you know, and I saw. And I never even saw you, but I went back when I went back and watched it later on. It looks like, and and I know, you know, you're out of college now, so maybe you can admit to this. Were you knocked out because it looked like you were gone there for a second or two at the bottom of that pile? No, I, I had a finger. Okay, I had a, I had a finger in my uh, right shoulder. Yeah, because I, I I my shoulder hit him like right on his helmet, and it was kind of that. <laughs> that sweet spot where you kind of get hit on the trap. Right. And so my arm, you know, you, when you get a stinger, your arm kind of just goes numb. So my arm went numb for a little bit. And then, you know, by the time I rolled over and saw Zach, you know, Zach helped me up and then it came back. <laughs> okay. Because it, it, it looked there for a second that uh, you were out just, you know, real quick. And then you got picked yeah. up. But got picked up. Went to the went to the sideline. But is that 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 collision? Obviously, it was for a two point conversion. You guys got mm-hmm. the stop, and then the offense was able to close out the game against Iowa and win that one. Is that uh, up top uh, near the top of the hits list for you? Oh yeah, it's definitely one of the. It's definitely up there for me because you know it, it helped us um, be able to secure the West and and get our opportunity in a Big Ten championship. You know, without that game, you know that that's, that wasn't really a possibility for us. Do you have any? Do you have any other ones that stick out to you, like big hits that uh, mm-hmm. throughout your oh, career? Oh, big hit! Yeah, big hits. That Northwestern one was big. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. sack fumble. Yeah. that was a really big hit. Um, I had a big hit in Nebraska, twenty seventeen. When he had doesn't it didn't seem big, but it was big. Yeah. It, it was a hard collision. Are you are you still catching your breath after the interception return that night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's like the the worst thing is that you know they were driving it pretty well on us. It was we weren't really able to stop them that much. So you're you're tired. You know you you were gassed before that play, and then you get it, and you have to sprint, try to sprint eighty yards, and yeah, that's that, that took a while. Yeah, no, but that it, it was hey, you guys went on, and that was a, that was a huge play in that game. I mean, because they did, they had they were driving the ball pretty easy, and you guys got that one and got it back going the other way. Um a little random for you. Obviously, I, you're a big fan of Bob Bostad, right? Obviously, as as your inside linebackers coach, there's been, oh yeah, there's. I mean, he was coming in. He was an offensive line coach. He had yep. a, a great reputation as such. Every once in a while, we hear people saying, "Come on, why don't why don't they move him back to the offensive line?" Not saying he's doing a bad job at inside linebacker, but you know, put him back right. at the offensive line because he was so good there. What makes him? such a value at inside linebacker. I know your brother has said that uh, he was very instrumental in your development as a as a linebacker and, and instincts-wise. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely was. Um, you know, I think what makes Coach Bostad so great is that he was such a legendary offensive line coach and he knows um, all the different schemes that can hurt our defense and also the different techniques that offensive linemen should use, what, what, a, good, what a really good offensive lineman would use. And, you know, by doing that, you know, he, he's helping us counteract that. You know, he's showing us, you know, this is what can be the offensive lineman. This pass rush is going to be the offensive lineman. Um, if you take on the block this way, you can get off better. So I think adding all of that as well as, um, you know, he was really big in, in me having double-digit sacks because, you know, I had an understanding of all the different uh, pass pro schemes that offensive lines wanted to use and exactly how to attack that. So, 
I, I think he's I think he's a great fit because it's the other coin. You know, it's, it's the other side of um, playing linebacker that you might not get from purely a linebacker coach. Do you feel like he got a little uh, a little underrated? Based, you know, with with your pass rushing skills, just simply because it, it wasn't something that you did, you know, the first I guess four years that you were at Wisconsin, it wasn't really something you were asked to do, but it wasn't something that you know stood out, and you, you kind of came out of nowhere with that. Oh yeah, um, I, I don't think I was underrated. Um, I, I would say at least within our program, no, not at all. But you know, like my freshman year, we had Schobert and, and Beagle, and then we had T.J. Watt and, and Beagle, and then we had Leon. And Garrett, so we had guys that that could get to the get to the quarterback with ease. Like there was there was no need to to just be letting me go. Yeah. You know, we still had those guys this year too. But um, I, I think I just emerged more and more throughout uh, practice and, and fall camp and spring ball. And Coach Leonard was like, you know, we're gonna let you go a little more, and you know, it, it worked out. You mentioned uh, you you had some guys, but obviously, you know talking about losing you and losing Zach and losing Tyler. So you lose three guys out of that, that mix at, at, at uh, linebacker. But you have, you have Jack coming back, and then you have some other younger guys coming back. But what, what type of player do you think Jack Sanborn can be in this, this defense? Is he the next face of the defense, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, Jack can be a dynamic playmaker. Um, he's, he has really good instincts in, in pass coverage. Um, he's stout in the run game. He he's a he's a big body backer that can move. He's fluent. Yeah, he, ha, he has good. He's like a ball magnet. You know, for, for some some reason he always finds himself around the ball. And you know, it, it was great to play with him when I could. And you know, I try to pour as much knowledge as I can, as I could have at least into him. And you know, it's it's. I think I think he could definitely be the face of the defense going forward. And then there's there's going to be obviously somebody else that needs to step up and take your spot, right? Uh, obviously, Jack is going to be there. But the other guys, who is it? It's going to be Chanel? Is it going to be Mike Mascalunas? Who's the guy that you're going to point to and say he's going to be the next, not the next Chris Orr, but the next guy that's going to step into that spot and be the starter next to Jack, do you think? Um, Man, I don't even know. Um, if I had to say something right now, I'd probably say Mike. Uh, just because he has a little more experience. Um, he's going to be a senior, so you know he's going to be playing with a little extra added motivation. So I, I think I, I think Mike's going to have a, a big – well. We'll say spring ball, but a, a big fall, a big fall camp, big summer workout. So I, that'll lead to a big season for him. Yeah, you, you mentioned the spring ball thing. Uh, obviously, with the whole situation that's playing out right now globally, there's not going to be at least right now any, any spring ball. Doesn't seem like it, it. I think it ends up we don't have spring ball, and there's there's not going to be anything there. How big of a loss is that? Maybe not for veterans, but for for young guys to take a big step because they they worked all all winter. You know, and, right. and a lot, and a lot of them, you know, haven't, you know, were on the scout team last year. Were, you know, worked through winter workouts, and now into spring and getting ready to show their stuff, and they don't get to do it. How big of a loss do you think that is for for young guys? Man, it, it's a big loss because um, those are just reps that you can't get back. You you get comfortable, you get a familiarity with the playbook, and then you know you get to go out there in spring practice and kind of put it together so you can see how see why certain stuff's supposed to fit a certain way. And then that way, in, in training camp, you know you're moving that much faster. So it's, it's a big loss just because it's, it's reps that you just can't get back. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I, I would I would think that that is a, is a bigger loss on offense over defense. But am, am, I, am I wrong in that? Is, is it where's the importance level on the side? Is it is it more important defensively or offensively? You think spring ball is? Um, I I think it's for I think it's pretty even. You know, okay. all around. Um, I I would say there's different you know aspects to it. 
uh, obviously, but you know, like uh, even just Jack Cone, um, him getting him getting used to a new running back, our offensive right. line getting used to blocking for a new running back, um, him throwing to some some different faces, and then defensively, you know, you that's that's where you see your dynamic playmakers emerge and and your and your leaders step up some, so that way it's a smooth transition in the fall camp. You know, everybody knows who they're looking to. So, um, yeah, the, the the dynamics of the struggle are, are different, but it's, it hurts everybody. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to go back to, uh, I think it was fall camp last year. I was talking with uh, former wide receivers coach Ted Gilmore a couple of weeks back about Quintez, and he mentioned something that, that Paul Chris brought up and started doing during fall camp last year, and it was an exercise called Hero Hardship Highlight. Do you remember? You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, where like team meetings, players they're asked to discuss like one of their heroes, a hardship they encountered in life, and then a moment or an accomplishment that uh, they consider to be their personal highlight. And he was talking yep. about how uh, Quintez has really jumped out of people. But I was wondering, what were your three? What was your what were your hero hardship highlights? Um, I want to say my hero. I want to say I chose my yeah my brother. Um, my brother that was with Baltimore. Zach, right? Um, yep, Zach. Um, the way he. You know, I always uh, looked up to him. You know, just growing up, you know, one that he was my one of my big brothers, and but more so because you know we played the same position. We had the same people saying pretty much the same stuff about us, same knocks on us, and he, you know, shattered all of those, all of that negative talk, and, and became an All Pro backer. So, uh, and then the way he handled himself, you know, after his injury, you know, I, he he was definitely my hero. Um, and then I, I want to say, yeah, I stuck to football for my hardship, and my hardship was um, my ACL injury sure. just throughout that season and um, and all the ups and downs that come with it. You know, the mental battle, the mental strain that you go through every day with that injury is, is pretty tough, especially during the season. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely hard. And then the highlight for me was, you know, coming in there every day with those guys and, you know, you don't realize it until until you're done. You know, all the little memories that you have in the locker room, even just from that year, you know, are truly special to me. Um, the bond that I was able to form with pretty much all my teammates, and especially through that exercise, you know, you don't realize how much closer that makes you. You know, people open up and, you know, guys are sharing some really personal things. So it, it made you want to play that much harder for them, work that much harder for them, and, no, it helped us out a lot. I was going to say, I, I, in talking to some people about it, it was something that bonded you guys together even closer, and, and a lot of people pointed to that exercise, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely makes you closer because, you know, guys are, you know, they're sharing, like, personal experiences, like s- stuff that's real near and dear to their heart. And for someone to trust, trust in you with that information, you know, it it, it just brings you closer together. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, obviously uh, the linebackers at Wisconsin have been have been pretty close. Obviously, T.J. Uh, Edwards came back to to your pro day and was was there, and yeah. Andrew Van Ginkle was there, and we've seen in past years other guys come back. But now you, you look to the NFL, and almost every single guy that you played with is either in the NFL or had an opportunity to play in the NFL at some point. I mean, you, T.J. Yeah. T.J. Watt, Vince Beagle, Andrew Van Ginkle. You mentioned you know Joe Schobert. Go on down the line, Ryan Connolly, T.J. Edwards. I mean, every, all these guys that have played you know these last five or six years have had an opportunity to go and play in the NFL. What do you what do you think it is uh, that has made the Wisconsin linebackers so successful that they're getting contracts like Joe just signed this week? Yeah, um, I think it's just, you know, the Wisconsin football program, period. You know, we pride ourselves on being smart, tough, and dependable. And the linebackers, you know, you're the core of the defense. You know, and, and when we're running a, a pro-style offense, the defense is the core of the team. And, 
you know, you have a big, you have a greater responsibility than just yourself, than just our room. You know, you need to understand our uh, scheme through and through. You need to understand what's going on in front of you, behind you, and beside you in order for you to make those plays. And, you know, that makes you a better football player. That boosts your IQ, makes you a better football player. Um, we're generally some of the hardest workers on the team. And then I also think that there's an added motivation. You know, you always want to elevate the bar. You want to raise the bar even more. So when Joe left, you know, I know Vince wanted to raise it even more and TJ wanted to raise it more. And then TJ was raised the bar and Ryan wanted to raise it. And you know, I took that upon myself to try to raise it even more for the next guys coming through. So, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a culmination of all those things that has been making this linebacker room so great. And it is. It has been great. Like I just, it's just remarkable. I mean, we always think about Wisconsin as a as a running back school and an offensive line school, and even a, you know tight ends there for a little bit. But the linebackers, I mean, they, there's just a ton of them everywhere, and a lot of them playing in Florida now too, with Joe down there, and obviously Vince yep. and, and Andrew Van Ginkle down there, and Jack Sitchi down there as well. I mean, it's just, it's just been, uh, it's insane to watch. And I, I have to imagine that that uh, something that has played quite a bit on the uh, the recruiting trails when guys go out. Oh yeah, definitely. Um... You no, know, people don't don't realize it, but you know it's it's definitely a pipeline of NFL linebackers forming um, from the University of Wisconsin, and you know it's, it's been that way. But I, I think this consistency that we've had over over the last like five years is something special. Off the field, you had a big December, right? Uh, you got uh, yeah. Obviously, you played in the Big Ten championship game, but you uh, got your masters, um, mm-hmm. and then you also got engaged. And yeah. I'm I'm wondering how that that planning is going for you. Oh man, it's been great. You know, ever since then, it's, it's been amazing. Um, but uh, I actually planned on taking her to a really nice dinner. I wanted to take her to Rare okay. Steakhouse right on the square. Um, you know, I got it all set up, and I'm like, let's go on a nice dinner date. Like we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> um, let's let's just dress really nice and go. And she wasn't hungry. She's like, no, it's okay. Like I'm not really hungry. Like we don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm like, man. I'm like, wow. Like you're ruining this. <laughs> so then I. Uh, I tricked her into saying, okay, well, let's just put on uh, something semi. Let's just put some jeans on. Let's go take a picture in front of the Capitol. Like, it's it's nice at night. It lights up. Like, we haven't done that. Let's go do that. Yeah. And uh, so she agreed to that. And, and I had Zach and his girlfriend. She's a photographer. So they were out there camped out. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a little cold. So they were able to hide pretty easily with, like, a big coat and their hoods on. Almost gave it away by laughing as we was walking up because I saw them, and uh, you know, pop the question, and, and the rest is history. It, it is. I'm, I, you know, I'm just obviously that was December. Do you guys have a date set? No, we do not. Um, definitely thinking of sometime next spring, though, for sure. Wanted to be pretty established and and set, and and, and know where we're going to be at and stuff first before you know we, we did anything yeah for sure but the thing about you uh is that football is what you want to do right like football is, oh yeah that's sure. that's that's what you want to do that is that's an important thing in your life and you want to play professional football and yet at the same time not everyone is like this you've also planned for the future if it doesn't happen with football you got yeah you have sure. you got your degree in three and a half years which is still insane to me and then you went <laughs> and got and then you went and got your master's all before you four and a half years right so yeah you, you have all this to to fall back on and I know that uh, being an athletic director was kind of something in your mind a couple of, like a year and a half ago or so. Is that still something that you would want to do, or what? What do you, if when when and if football is done, what do you want to do? Um, definitely still want to be an athletic director someday. Okay. Um, if I can go back to Wisconsin, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> take, that, over, be, take over. Take over for Barry. Or, take over for Barry. Is that a little bit further down the road? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit further down okay. the road. I'm sure he'll still be in office by then, though. But, uh, yeah, you know, that definitely be a dream come true. But, you know, if not Wisconsin, I've always, um, ever since kind of UCF's kind of success, I always wanted to take like a, a, a smaller school or a school that doesn't have uh, quite the notoriety nationally and, and bring them up in the ranking. So that, that's been a dream of mine. I find it interesting that you want to, would welcome coming back to Wisconsin. Not that Wisconsin isn't, hasn't been great for you, but, you know, being a Texas kid, playing up here is a little bit, uh, a little bit change of, you know, as you mentioned, look, it, it was cold in December. I'm just surprised that yeah. you'd want to come yeah. back up here and live, but it, it's been that good to you. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's been that good to me. Um, you know, I loved, I loved uh, Madison. You know, everybody I met, um, they cared about me for me. You know, instead of just uh, or number fifty four linebacker. You know, they actually cared about Chris or they cared about Chris. And you know that that's what really uh, struck me. You know, that that was really important to me. And you know, I, I love that. So I would love to have that continue to grow and spread to as many other uh, young men and women as as I could. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully that's not for a while now. Um, yeah. As, uh, <laughs> as, as as the NFL will hopefully get going, and you'll find a spot, uh, whether in the draft or uh, you know you know go the way that your brother did and, and undrafted right. and, and find a way and stick and become the the, the great player that he was. Uh, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, Chris, thanks a lot for uh, a few minutes. Oh, no problem. Thank you. So that was Chris Orr talking, uh, obviously. Appreciate his time. Next up, going to be our conversation from our first show, which was before we, we started this. We started the camp in August of 2017. And the, the, just because it's been three years doesn't mean that this, still, this stuff isn't still good. It's, it's, very time, it's still relevant even now. Um, them, uh, and by them, I mean Matt Bernstein, uh, the former Wisconsin fullback who hosted the show with me for the first two years. And then also uh, Jeff Mack, the former uh, linebacker. They played together at Wisconsin in the early 2000s when fall camp was much, much different than it is now for the Badgers. Uh, they obviously stay on campus and they, they have all these, the training table and they have really nice dorms and you know even the region isn't isn't that bad compared to what these guys dealt with being out at the uh, the seminary the holy name seminary uh and uh much more uh intense fall camp practices including both in time and in uh contact so here's uh Matt Bernstein and Jeff Mack now joined by my Co-host, Matt Bernstein, former fullback for the University of Wisconsin. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. It's good to see you after uh, missing out on uh, Media Day. Yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Oh, no, it's no big deal. <laughs> I, but I'm glad to have you now. Yeah. And we thanks. don't just have you. We also have another former Badger, one that you did play with uh, in the early 2000s, linebacker Jeff Mack, Madison native. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good doing doing great. great. Now, you guys were down at, down at practice as fall camp continues. I believe this is... The end of week one for Wisconsin, uh, they practiced six straight days and then got off Friday. And then, uh, so this is another funny thing. I saw the schedule and they have days off. This is, yeah. yeah. So, this is so we'll, sad. Right. So We'll get to this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, because we were talking about some good stuff off the air. Not all the stories can be told on the air, but uh, there were several good ones. Camp has changed a little bit <laughs> dramatically since. You guys were in school. Obviously, you both spent time at the seminary, uh, which is uh, where they used to hold camp, uh, where you kind of sequestered over on the west side. Where dreams go to die. Where dreams go to die. Yes, we're sequestered over on the west side. But this is much different. What uh, what stood out to you, or what stands out to you the most? 
just from what I saw, you know, one, the, the rules have changed, and I think they've changed for the better. Um, Jeff and I used to beat each other up in the morning and then go to lunch together and then beat each other up yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, like that takes a toll on your bodies. I mean, obviously, everything that's going on with the brains, I mean, it takes a toll in general. But, you know, they, they practice once a day. I went today. It was They were in spider pads, which is like the pads underneath your shoulder pads. It it wasn't traumatic. Like there was no violence, which I personally love about the game. Yeah. Um, but you know they're trying to get their skill set down, and and it makes sense. But camp is is very 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 different. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Um, and I, I I'll be honest, I'm not really into the to the to the less physical football practice. I I feel like there is this there is this uh, win with you know being aggressive and being physical and beating each other up. Now I'd like to think I'm still I still have some brain cells, so I um so I feel like you can get through through it, uh, but I, I totally understand it. I totally get um, the 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 prevention that that you know make sure staying focused on technique stuff like that. I, I definitely think that makes sense. I just think if you're not hitting, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, are you really just? I mean, so are we just doing Monday morning walkthroughs the whole entire practice? Right. Like, but I know the I, I know the coaches have a have a game plan, have the process down. I know if everybody's doing it, that's good. So. Um, I, I just, I just question, I question it, but I get, I question out. I don't, you know, I know, I know my reference points, right? So my reference points are simple, you know, nine on seven, you know, physical nine on seven and get your body prepared, get your shoulders ready to go, get your, you know, you got to work through those, those, uh, those, uh, those injuries. But I don't know what it would have been like if we didn't, if we only had one a day's. I might have been a lot faster. I might have, I might have been a lot, you know, a lot, a lot better on my uh, on technique and stuff like that. I don't know. So, yeah. but this is also coming from a fullback and a middle linebacker. Yeah, right, right, right. This is coming from you know yeah, if you if you brought boots. a wide receiver in here, they're like, yeah, this is great. I right, love uh, right, right. not practicing and yes. then uh, being in spider pads all right. day or a punter. You know, I mean, right, a punter. Who, yeah, who, like punts works. Yeah, out like for the first ten minutes. Of I'll tell you what. I got a funny story about Jeff. This is my my punt story. I I love it. I I we I can't remember who it was. We're playing North Carolina. We're playing North Carolina at home, and we're beating them pretty badly. It's the fourth quarter. I'm on the punt team. Jeff was the uh, the personal protector, mm-hmm. and you know we always he would do the call over the left, which means like there was too many guys on the left, so the center would snap and then go that way. <laughs> right. And he's like over the left, solid right. You mm-hmm. know I got the zero or whatever right, it, was. Yeah, that's what it was. And then it was uh, and then he's like, hey 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 guys, North Carolina, don't rush. You guys are losing <laughs> by too much. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if you block this or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like everyone just kind of stopped. Yeah. And I was hysterically laughing like yeah. two minutes left in the game yeah. or whatever. It was, it was funny. I mean, I just, I just, like, I was trying to just make sure that everybody was safe. Yeah. I was trying to be a, you know, just make sure everybody can, you know, get out of the game peacefully. Right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was like, look, you guys, like, look, just don't, come on, don't rush. Like, just, let's just punt the ball. Because they were setting up for, like, yeah, they, punt block and yeah, punt. I'm like, are you serious? And we're like, up by like 30. It's like 38 to 3. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are you guys doing? And I, but I'll tell you this, when I did that, we laughed, they didn't, and they came. Hard, hard, hard. <laughs> oh, like they came like they were flying, and I was like, ah, oh, that 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 backfired. So, yeah. Uh, but, but camping in general, mm-hmm. now they get they stay in the region, they they stay on campus, they get, you know, the camp, camp Randall's obviously much much different now than it was when you guys were around. You can do pretty much everything in that one area. You don't yeah. really have to move. Yeah. Um, slightly different at the seminary with no air conditioning. Um. Yeah, man. They brought the weight room out there too. No air conditioning. The weight room, room was out there in the middle of like the sun. 
Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, they, and they did it outside? No, it was outside. The weight room was, the weight room was weight room? in the middle. It was in the it middle. Like a, it was like a courtyard, a courtyard in area. the middle of the seminary. Yep. So it was outside. outside. And you're in your cleats doing like yep. bench press. Yep, right after practice. And, right and it was so stupid because you're on concrete doing like I'm not going to say it was stupid, JD. <laughs> yeah, JD, uh, please yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you're not going to have me coming into it. Oh, man. I, I <laughs> coming back to UW. I got to do all this. I got to do a <laughs> dynamic walk or something like that. <laughs> dynamic laps or anything. So it's funny because we're still scared of uh, John Detman. Yes. yes. Who's the so. reason that I have like four alarms set every morning? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, but it, but but uh, Jim was outside. Um, uh, you know, our, our locker room was in like the basketball uh Audit or whatever. The yeah, the, the gym. The gymnasium. They put whatever. down a huge tarp so you could walk yeah, in there. There'd be like four fans. <laughs> it was just, and it smelled like. The smell like, like 70 like guys. 100 guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sweating. So that was always pretty, pretty nice. But and then what, the walk. Remember the walk yes. from, from seminary to the field was probably. I mean, you had to walk down. You had to walk downhill, so it wasn't that big a deal. But like you could just like hear like it was like the chain gang. I felt like you just heard. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one's talking. Down. Like no one's laughing. <laughs> right, 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 right. It was very peaceful, very quiet. You could smell yeah. the grass. You were just kind of hating, hating life at that time. And you knew what was ahead of you. Yeah. Wednesdays were hump days because you knew like Wednesday was like the 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 physical day. Uh, and you you know coach and then coach would be driving. In his, uh, in his, uh, in his, uh, his golf cart. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. His golf cart. <laughs> and he like so. Funny story. Ron, this was my freshman year, so so so, so Bernie wasn't there yet. But Ron, <laughs> Ron would get get to ride with Coach in the, <laughs> in, the, in the golf cart. It was just always hilarious. Like I'd be walking down. That was a freshman. I deserved the the, the brutal the brutalness that, that I had to go through you know, as, as as a freshman should. But I'm walking down, and I think I'm carrying like I don't know Guido's or yeah. it was Chris Chris uh, Yeah, you carry everyone's yeah, pads, and pads down and stuff like his helmet. And like Ron's like in the cart, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Or he had this like this Kermit the Frog. Yeah, what's going on, son? No, that type of thing. So anyway, um, yeah, no, but it was just those are and those are memories that you have where you, when you're in them, you are. Sad beyond belief. Yeah. And you're questioning. You're, you're questioning reality. Like, just why that am I drive is yeah. must have been so nice. Oh god! Because the walk it must have been 150 yards, maybe two. I mean, it was a long walk down. Yeah. It wasn't. To do that was, that, that, that's one of those like you know we're, we're 15 like, years yeah. past, so it's probably like probably like 50 yards. Or something like yeah, that, it's like but. 200 in my mind. Yeah, yeah. And you had to walk back up. Yep. The walk up after practice was the worst. Was the worst. Because then, and that's definitely when the older guys gave you their pet. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. after their sweaty, old, you know, after practice. Yeah. That type of stuff. So uh, it was, it was rough. Ice so, buckets. Yeah. So camp now. And, we, we, and so with, at seminary, we, it was 18 straight days. Yeah. Not one day off. No. You would get like a night off. You would get, I, from, from what I remember is we would do two two a days, two Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday was the scrimmage at the stadium. Scrimmage that was like three hours long of like right. goal line coming off. Like, yep. And if we're not getting it right, like we're not, like, we're, we're not leaving. Periods aren't, aren't getting, you're not hearing the horn anymore. Right. So he would coach would shut off the period. Like, so, uh, sorry if anybody doesn't know, like periods were, like five minute increments. Five minutes. And then basically that was kind of how you, how you, how you structured your, 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 um, your practices. So five minutes of warm up, five minutes of stretching, five minutes of this, five minutes, 10 of minutes of individual, 10 minutes of individual, yeah. whatever. Two period, it would be like two periods of, of nine on or something like that. Nine on is the, uh, the, the, the run portion of the, of, of practice. So this would be just your linemen, running backs, quarterback versus linebackers. Uh, safeties and linemen, defense alignment. And it was all you can eat 
helmet to helmet. So it's contact. just it's like that's where you're getting you're getting going. Like you're playing Wisconsin football. Like we're not powers, slide draws, and it uh, set the tone. ISOs, and it set the tone for the practice. Like the, we if we had a good nine on, like coaches were happy. If they if you heard. If you heard some, you know, some some bone crunching and stuff like that, like that, that was that was what you wanted to hear, and that was kind of what we were about, right? That was football. That was Amer- that was Wisconsin. I was about to say American. Yeah. That, was, that was Wisconsin football, right? right? So that's what we were about. So you'd have nine on, then you go to like team individual, or and you go to seven you go to seven on. That was my favorite. Seven on was because no fullback doesn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just out here. It's kind of like it's kind of like the outside linebackers now, where they just come out and they take a knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, exactly. Oh, yeah. They, they, they exactly. hear the snap, they take a knee. Yeah. But we, so that's yeah, but camp. So that's why there's so much different things about you know we so two two a days and then Wednesday was all scrimmage and hardly anything else. Right. Wednesday night, remember you you go you eat lunch, then you would go. The coaches on purpose would keep you for like three hours to watch the film. On purpose. And then they're like, "Hey guys, here's seven dollars." <laughs> I feel I am so afraid of the way you're talking right now. I Why? feel like the way you talk right now is getting us in trouble. No, I feel like you'll get me in trouble. No, come like, on, they they don't I, do I that still feel like, I feel, I feel <laughs> yeah. like I'm gonna get in trouble. Like, We're gonna man, run on the yeah, yeah, man, like, don't be don't, don't be talking like wait, that. Wait, you know it's 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 like on Mifflin Black Party where we'd have to go at seven in the morning and do a six hour. Um, volunteer session just so we couldn't go to yes. Mifflin on time. You'd yes. get there like at the end and everyone was already yeah, everybody was falling all over the ground. You're like, all right, no, maybe yeah. I yeah, time we'll, to go we'll home. Go home now, yeah. right. And right. you see the pictures today on Instagram and everything, all those guys at, yeah. at yeah. Mifflin. Yeah. Yes. And it, I'm yeah. so happy that technology oh. is was not where where it is. Cell now. phone cameras? Oh. oh. It would have been I mean, I don't I don't I can't see how Either one of us would have made it through <laughs> unscathed. I, not so I at have all. mental pictures that I would have whipped my phone out, taken a picture <laughs> of, and they're like, "This is amazing." I, uh, I am, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, no, yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am so glad that. Well, that we don't have to around. talk about. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we, I, that, it, that is but not. You're right, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, you things these guys. Things have changed. Right. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with things that. Have changed, things dramatically. have changed dramatically. Same with. Camp. Yes, and we can. So, so like we talk and we hate camp and we say you know like eighteen days, mm-hmm. th- but it brings you together. Like that's yeah. what camp's made to do. And wow. so now this camp is a little different. We're talking about team bonding. So they're going to uh, Milwaukee on Thursday to scrimmage. Yep. And then they're going to go to a baseball game and like that stuff's great. And you really should be doing that stuff as a team. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. But Jeff and I were talking about at the seminary, we went to like Pedro's to eat dinner. Like yeah. that was our team bonding. <laughs> went to Smokies. Smokies to eat dinner uh, or and then. My favorite was one time we we're in like we we're about to go uh, to practice at like seven in the morning, and they're like, "Guys, we're gonna go to Sea Biscuit today. We're gonna go to a movie." <laughs> we're like, "Oh, this is amazing!" <laughs> like one, I remember AD go, "What the hell is Sea Biscuit?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this, and it was a three-hour movie, but the best part was it was air conditioned. Yeah, and it was dark. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think anyone anyway, was awake. I, everybody went to sleep. Everybody. It was like so, like that's team bonding. That was our team bonding. It was God's gift to like to (laughs) to football uh, that that they see biscuit. But camp alone was team bonding. I mean, you saw seven unfamiliar faces, and that was it. And everyone else was only football related. Yeah. And you never. I didn't even know where the seminary was. I couldn't. I couldn't figure. I would always get a ride. I'm like, where is this place? It's just like a mystical yeah. hell. It came uh, out of nowhere, right? It, did, it, it was like it, it was like because like the drive up yeah. is like I mean I can't remember the drive up is just it's like, off High Point. Yeah, it's off High Point, right? <laughs> so it's just like and then it's just a whole bunch of trees. And then obviously you just have this little ro- this road, and then you go, you take a couple of turns. It's actually there. really pretty when you drive pretty up. Very pretty when there. you're not. You're not yeah, having. We're not happy there. Yeah, for eight, I, for I can tell you a funny days. story too. Yeah. Um, I remember Roger Knight. He would. He, I do remember this. He, he was. We were on the uh, sideline. I remember he was just looking up. I was like, he was looking for like an exor- like a long time. And I was like, 
yo, Raj, what's up, man? What are you looking at? He's like, yo, see that tower right there? It was like the tower, like yeah, that the big the radio cut, tower yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yo, what if I just climbed up and fell <laughs> off? I was like, I was like, uh, Denny, Denny was like, hey man, we got, we got an issue here. We might want to, uh, we want to look at just like his overall confidence, just like who he is as a but person. You know, they give you the schedule and it, it was in like a packet and it right. was not a normal, it was like 20 pages of every hour. Like, so your yeah. life was planned out. It didn't say sleep. It said lights out. So basically like everything was like on this sheet. Yeah. It never changed the whole, I mean, 18 days in a row. Yeah. It seems like it's not that long because yeah. practice now is, t- 20 something but it just is like 18 like in a row there was no oh, oh, 20, 20 days there's more days now because they can't oh, do two days. It, so yeah. it started in okay. July instead of like yes. mid August okay. yeah at this time last year they hadn't even started yet really? right, okay. right. Okay. so it, it just like it like I drive on the Beltline from Middleton sometimes, mm-hmm. and I see it there up there with you know the the tower, and I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. it's still it's I, still mentally know, so funny, right? I look at it as it's still like it, there's some type of I have some affinity to it. I still have some love for it. <laughs> and that's it's but it's like uh it's like an old girlfriend you know what i mean like, like it's like it's not like it's like oh i remember the good times when we were together doing you know what i mean like i do not like want to go back to her like yeah. i love my family i love my wife but i do not want to go back to that lady but man we had some part we had we had right, a good time right, you know right. what i mean like that's how i look at it and you guys had had a, a game room there didn't you Oh yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, we we had a game room that was basically the only way to get out of being around football twenty four seven. Getting your mind off of football. Yeah. So like we would have, so we would have a team meeting in like a a big uh, room, like, with like a stage, art, like an auditorium. Yeah, like an auditorium. And outside there was a game room that had like you know three couches. A lot of people had to sit on the floor. It had a TV with like four channels, mm-hmm. but it was channels to the outside world, which yeah. was great. Yeah, it had darts. Um, foosball, foosball and golden tea. Golden tea, and then it had a car racing game. It had a car. It had the yeah, uh, no, the car racing cruising game. or something like that. Cruising the USA. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you could never get past the second <laughs> level, no matter how long. But so like, this was the only way to kind of not be in yeah. football mode for like twenty minutes or yep. thirty minutes before the you know from b- between dinner and your team meeting. Dinner, team meeting, or like between practice and the 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 the, the, the practice the second second day or second practice of the day. Right, so we would so we would all be in there, and and a lot of guys chewed because it was camp and it, it was just stressful on everyone. So we don't chew, kids. Don't chew. It's, no. it's really, it's actually really gross, and I know a lot of people do it, but um, sorry, just you shouldn't you shouldn't be chewing anyway. But but so <laughs> we can, we got the PC. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> sorry, I have kids, so I have to. Like so, uh, <laughs> right, but a lot of guys, so they would have their chew cups, and they gave you, you know, you had chew cups, you had, um, they would spin bottles, and they leave them places, and. You know, this is camp, so you just leave and you're like, I don't care. And, and it got to the point where Coach Alvarez at the team meeting one night was like, listen, guys. And he, and he was never like, hey, you know, can you please? He's like, you cannot <laughs> leave your cups around. It's gross and we're not going to – no one's picking up. Like your parents, your mommy's not here. Um, you know how coaches speak to you when you are a bunch of men in a room. Like <laughs> a little bit more to the Forceful. point. Yeah. 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 And so the second night more when it didn't change, he's like – I'm going to do, like, if you don't do this and it doesn't change, something's going to go, it's going to be bad for you. Right, right, right. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, what could possibly be worse <laughs> than what we're doing? Like, right, right. we could take the fan out of my room? <laughs> like, that could be the worst thing to happen right, to me. Right, right, right. And, uh, and then we get up in the third day in a row, or maybe it was the, the next two days, and we're up there and he's, and, and you can, fiz- you could, you can tell when Alvi was mm-hmm. not in a great mood. Yep. And he goes, he, what does he say? He's like, uh, 
Oh, man, he's like, yeah, he's like, he starts me off. You, you fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, game room closed. <laughs> and we're all sitting there like, what does, oh, my God, the game room. Like, right? I wanted to watch right. whatever that TV show was. I wanted to watch everybody. Every, you know, you know, everyone loves Raymond. No. Yeah. And you're like watching a show that it was horrible. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it was, uh, yeah, everything was, any anything that was not football related was just like, like the like the new wonder to the world. Right. Like, but what? The, so this is the, the kicker yeah, is you're like, yeah, right. Like maybe I'll lock the door. Yeah. He, they went in there like I guess overnight when no one saw it and took it, the room had nothing left. Couches gone. Yeah. You couldn't sit in there. There was nothing left. You could see like the dust marks around yeah. it. That was, yeah. So it was, it was like, like a, you just wanted to cry. Yeah, man. It was like you heard like taps. Like when, when, you, <laughs> when you walk in, you hear like a burr, like and I can tell you one other story um, that I uh, had a real issue with was um, so practice is uh, arduous as, as anything and the one thing that was that was that just felt wrong was the punters and kickers and long snappers would go out to practice early right they go out like five ten minutes early yeah and they you know practice and then we had the first, they would stretch with us, they stretch with the team and do and do all that. And then the first uh, period, that first five-minute increment or whatever, we would do special teams. And they would have to, you know, we'd have to kick field goals. It would be like three field goals from from, the, from right hash, left hash, and then from deep or something like that. And then like a, like a, like a you know, we only have 10 seconds left in the game. we got to rush out there, right? And then after, then we do punt. And then after that, um, we would... I think they, we did, yeah, we did punt, and then we go into like our team indivi- or our individual drills. Well, when that happened, they got to leave practice, <laughs> and like I, you know, I never thought about it because I was too busy doing all the all the other things. You know, you're getting you're get you're getting prepped for the team that we're playing in. We're getting prepped for or, or or just you know just practice, and then they would come back out at the end of practice, and so people are bloody, bruised, their jerseys are like Sweaty, clean, they yeah. have nothing on them, and I'm just like, and it would just really kind of pee off yeah. you know the guys but the thing that peed off everybody <laughs> would you come back in the game room they'd have all the high scores <laughs> like Kurt Munden would have every high and shout out to Kurt Munden who's, yeah. uh, who's a firefighter way to go Kurt uh, uh, he lives in town but he would have all the high scores I'd be so mad and like I wouldn't even want to talk to him like I, like, I, I hated them I hated them during practice so well, sometimes yeah. they would get they would get bus to the stadium yeah so they were getting out yes and, and they were kicking out. in the stadium. Like, there was no one there, but you're out. Yeah, like, and then they're hanging out. They're drinking Powerade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Badgerade at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it was, it was just like, it was just felt uncomfortable. They, they felt like they were like the hot girls. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was whatever. No, they, they, were, they, were, they were the cool, cool kids of high school, and they just really, really peeved me off. Well, that's why they're like, all jacked, because they would all go yeah, do yeah, abs. Yeah, in the- yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> See, man? Other than, uh, other than my man from Hawaii. RJ. RJ. Uh, I love oh, RJ. Big boy. Yeah, yeah. So he anyway. didn't do abs. He did not do abs. <laughs> he did the reverse of abs. Yeah, he, he probably would have got chips. <laughs> <laughs> you come in, these guys are like lounging around, like the locker. Room. I mean, like, and they just, I mean, just carefree. Like, I yeah. felt like they just, they, like, the world was their oyster, and I was just like in jail. I was yeah. like, I just, it just, you know, no, it was, a, it was a different. They, had, they had a different. I, you know, one day what you do, man, you should get the punters to come in here and talk to you about. I, I'm sure yeah, oh, yeah. it should be like a very like a carefree, like loving conversation. Like, you know, oh. we should get Mike Allen because he was the most. Mike was. You, he'd yeah. get in a game and yeah. be like, 
We'd be like, Mike, dude, you ready? He's like, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I'm all right, man. I got this. <laughs> we're like, I'll, I'll whoa, dude, we, if, you, sure. if you miss this, we're not going to win. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I got it. it. I got Don't it. We're, we're good. We're Don't good. I just remember that guy was funny. Yeah, he was. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was. Oh, <laughs> being bust. But, and you'd watch him leave, and you're like, man, that must suck too, but. Then I think about it, I'm like, no, that must be great. They're yeah. in an air-conditioned car. No, man. It was, I mean, <laughs> and I think they got advanced. Like, we had to go on, like, the, the yellow buses, the school right? School buses, yeah. Yeah, school oh, buses. Oh, God. Like, they had to, like, they, you know, because they only had, like, five or six people, and you don't want to waste a whole, right. whole bus on them. So they yeah. get, like, a the white air-conditioned van, yeah. like, you know, with the couch, with the with seat belts. And I'm pretty sure. safe. Yeah, they felt safe. They seat belts. And I'm, because I would left my seatbelt off, because going to the hospital was actually, like, at least a chain of scenery. You're like, yo, you got to go get an MRI. You're like, oh, man, MRI is a big <laughs> word. Maybe I won't practice in the afternoon. MRI is not a big word. Do not do that, man. Do not pull no, us out here like that. I, I know, we, are, we are in the... No, but whatever it stands for. But you're like, wow. <laughs> you know, oh. you'd go. You'd oh, what go, the acronym stands for. Yeah, whatever got it, it stands got it, got for. It, but you'd right. go and you'd be. And you, what the worst part is it would waste your lunch. Yes. So the two-hour break you had yes. to eat, you had to eat also. Yes. And you had to get taped. Yep. So it was like an hour you had. You'd go to the you'd go to the hospital, get an MRI and whatever hurt. Yep. They would read it immediately and be like, yep. hey, you're good to go. You're for good the, to go. You're back like, out. No. <laughs> I, I swear. That's not in the right place. Gosh, I swear. I'm hurt. And they're like. You're not hurt. I got yeah. it. I got three doctors and an MRI that <laughs> yeah. says you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, man, I just wasted my yeah. lunch for this. So no, yeah, you get back and you're like, oh, well, okay, you can't do, can't do the, well, you still got to get your workout in. So yeah. you still got to get your, you know, your lifting. <laughs> yeah. So you just like, instead of like doing the squat, you just, you know, because you can't put your arm on the squat bar, you have to just like do something else. Right. More, more painful. <laughs> <laughs>